Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. Oh my gosh, welcome to spooky season. We're a little delayed, but we're here. Three days. (laughs) No, a day. It's supposed to be on Sunday. We're just a day late. So that's okay. I'll put this up on Tuesday so everyone will have it. It's October 3rd. (laughs) Uh, It's October 3rd. I should enter the Mean Girls clip right here. (laughs) I should have like... Actually, this new program that we're recording on, um, they have a soundboard option. Like I can actually pre-upload different sounds and like push them so you can hear them like while Mm -hmm. we're recording. So I'm going to do that for the next show. I just didn't have time to like preview, but I also don't know what things we're going to say or reference. So I have to put in like a whole (laughs) bunch of things that we could potentially reference. But, but yeah, we, it's October. If you are a member of the Patreon, which is a good way to segue into this, join it. It's five bucks a month. If you're a member right now, you can see everything that we are going to do for this month. But if you are not a member, you're just going to have to wait and see every Sunday what we put out. But <laughs> we're doing some really cool like Halloween TV specials on the Patreon and some older, an older scary movie and then a newer scary movie. So that's the hint I'll give you for that. But <laughs> yeah, so we're doing Blade right now for the first one. We're actually, I was also delayed in doing Marie Antoinette. So I'm recording that later this week and that's going to probably go up on Sunday, hopefully. So we're going to be a little out of order here. Like, obviously, Marie Antoinette's not spooky season, but kind of because they get killed at the end. Spoiler alert. But you don't actually see anything. But I mean, I guess that's kind of horror-ish. They play dress up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of, sort of. The people end up revolting and, like, killing them. So I guess that's kind of (laughs) kind of horror. Mm -hmm. But yeah, also like and subscribe and follow. I always forget to say this. Please give us a five-star rating on spotify and on apple it helps people find the show tell your friends we literally have like this is what episode 133 we have a fuck ton of episodes yes so you'll find something you like (laughs) on there (laughs) so yeah we're doing blade from 98 i mean wesley snipes steven dorf i mean what else do you need yes chris christopherson uh i don't know how to say her name is it uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me find I, out. Uh, yeah, M- I don't know. M- 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 Let me see. She plays Dr. Karen. Mbush, M- right? Mbush, M- right? Mbush, what? <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like Labush, yeah. She's like so badass. She's so cool. She awesome, yeah. Donna Logue is Quinn, and Arlie Jover, who's Mercury, just has the best fucking fashion and ever. Tracy have- Lord. Tracy Lords. Tracy Lords, <laughs> uh, who's in Crybaby from uh, John Waters, who we're going to do on the podcast. And also Sanaa Lathan. I totally forgot Sanaa Lathan plays Wesley's mom. Or Blade. Stephen Dorff. Blade's mom. <laughs> well, no, not Stephen Dorff's mom. No, no, no. That's yeah, right. but yeah, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, obviously Stephen Dorff is like so yeah. fucking hot in this movie. <laughs> um, as Deacon Frost, who's like one of my favorite movie villains. I totally Such forgot how cool villain. he was. Yeah. So what is your, what's your take on this? You're, this is also based on a comic book. This was directed by Stephen Norrington, screenplay by David S. Goyer. So this has like a Marvel undertone because this is a Marvel property. Yes. So yeah, what is your take on this since you're like so the is, resident Marvel head here? <laughs> so this is totally up my alley. Like you said, I'm, I'm such a Marvel nerd. I shockingly and embarrassingly have to say that I never read never read never read the blade series oh um, okay so I'm actually ever ever since you said hey we're gonna do blade I'm gonna start reading the comics oh cool um, just so I can get into it because this is pre MCU so now blade is eventually going to join the MCU but I'm not going to open that Pandora's box because, like, they're having, like, difficulty with the new version of it and so on and so forth. Mahershala but, Ali, I have to say, is going to be Blade, who I think is so dope. Like, that'll be really looks, cool. He looks eerily like Just Wesley. Just like Wesley, yeah. Like, 20. Just taller. Like, I think he's taller and thinner, yeah, because he's, like, super tall, yeah. But um, really quickly, I want to say about um, David S. Goyer, the writer. Oh, Yeah. Um, David is best known for writing Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogies. Oh, shut up. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Um, the rest of the Blade trilogy, obviously. Oh, cool. Um, the short-lived Blade series from 2006. I think it was on Sci-Fi Network. Oh, um, I think I vaguely remember there being a Blade series. I didn't. I didn't get into it. Um, yeah, I didn't watch it. Didn't grab me. Yeah. Um, Dark City from 1998, and uh, more recently the Sandman TV series, which is also oh, um, based heard... on a comic book. Um, I think the comics are Dark Horse. Oh, the same people who do Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Who are the people who do the crow? Uh, Isn't that like Dark Horse or it's one of those like it's not Marvel, it's indie, not DC. More indie, yeah. Yeah, it's like an indie oh, one. I forget. I forget, yeah. Um, but the Sandman TV series, which is currently on Netflix, um, so go watch it. It's amazing. The CGI is fantastic. Yeah, I heard it was good. And then um Steven Norrington, the director, is best known for directing Return to Oz from oh the James Franco thing, very young Feruza Bulk from oh that one, not the James Franco one, (laughs) (laughs) the really really dark version of Wizard of Oz. Oh, cool! I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so good. You have to watch it. Feruza Bulk, I'm in. I love her. She's like ten or twelve, something like that. Yeah, I didn't know she was a child star until like recently. And then um. Something called The Last Minute, which I've never seen or heard of, and then A League of Extraordinary uh, Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is based off a comic book as well. Oh. But not Marvel. It's just uh, another indie uh, label. But anyway, no. Um, I saw you, this. Oh, side note. Do you know what else the director did? Mm. The director started off in special effects and worked on the first Alien movie. No shit. Yeah, that's how he's got started, which I find really cool. We did a podcast on the the original Alien on Backtrack. I think it was episode three, so that's on the feed if you want to check it out. It was so oh, good. Awesome. So good. But yeah, no, I saw this in the theater with our friend Reed, actually. Oh, cool. Um, I think we saw all of them when they each came out, um, I think. I love this movie though so much. Like even even it's now good. we've gotten out there, and I forgot how much I love this movie because yeah. I love Wesley Snipes and I love anything to do with vampires. Me too. Like, <laughs> I want to be a vampire. Be the, like, yeah, I mean, it could be like the worst vampire movie, and I'm like, no, I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I do. I love vampire shit. This feels uh, very like True Bloody. Very. <laughs> like True Blood took some stuff from this for sure. Um, but I love like all the dark uh, gothic clothes with yeah. the hints of only like a few characters who wore like the white and silver. Yeah, Mercury. Yeah, or yeah. Um, and I love the very second scene with uh, the vampires in the club. Oh my That's, god! I mean, we'll get to that. The but, blood like, rave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that reminded me of Party Monster. The bl- oh the blood was it like the blood feast? Wasn't that the rave they had? It was called like the Blood Feast, yeah. I do have a question. Oh yeah. Is that guy the only human in the club? Because I found that hard to believe. I think so. Was that nice. Boss in the background? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's so funny. Man. I feel like I heard Boss go, <laughs> like <laughs> what? He wants more food. <laughs> he wants more food now. It's late. At like almost 11 o'clock. <laughs> I know. We're recording this late night. This is a late spooky pod. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and then um, my other quandary was that I found it hard to believe that like the little Chinese girl um, would. Oh, the one that he like threw throw. into like the fucking. Uh... She would not survive that throwdown. No, I mean. she definitely wouldn't. No, like her bones would have broken. <laughs> yeah. And she threw her like 30 feet. Like, he didn't throw her, like, off to the side. He, like, literally lunged, like, threw her into that, whatever, like, a stand or something. The glass and, like, broke Mm -hmm. through and she fell through the screen. Oh, it was a telephone booth, wasn't it, or something? It was, oh, I don't know what it was, but it was, like, something that had glass that broke when she went, like, through it. And I was like, what? But, yeah, no, I mean, like, I I, I fucking love this movie. I I digress with all my my quandaries, but. um, Oh, no, that's cool. It's just a, it's, it's. Great. It's a great martial arts esque movie yeah, too. It totally um, is. Which I have production notes about that too. Cool. We'll yeah, you there. have lots of behind the scenes, which is good. I just got I the have, stats. Oh my god, I have tons. It's so crazy. Um, but what did what did you think? Um, um did... okay, so I love this movie. Oh, this premiered August twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. I forgot to mention it's a it was a summer movie. It didn't come out during the fall, which is interesting. 
Um, what interests what interests me about this is that I love Leslie Snipes because Demolition Man is like one of my favorite movies, and I just see Simon Rex and not Simon Rex, Simon Phoenix on Simon Rex. Freudian slip. I love Simon Rex, but Simon Phoenix, his character in Demolition Man, I always think of. And he just has that, like, he kind of has that attitude in this, too. Like, he has some funny quotes and stuff. But I'm not sure when I first saw this. I know that I saw it in, like, the late 90s. Like, it was near when it came out. I probably rented it because I didn't see it in the theater. And I remember, like, that blood rave scene is, like, burned into my brain. Like, I remember being so excited, like, when I first saw it. Um, (laughs) I noticed so many different things about this movie and, like, what was inspired by it, which I'm sure was inspired by that comic, too, was that this whole, the whole ritual scene at the end really reminded me of the end of Buffy season two, when Angel had to use his blood to open a cothola. Totally. I was like, this. I was like, wait a minute, because this comic already existed, so that means that Joss Whedon obviously is like a comic fan. I mean, we know yeah. that, and he obviously would have read like all of the Marvel shit. So I was like, oh my god, this is so Buffy, and then obviously so Matrix too, um, which okay. also was yeah, it was like the next year, which means that they. I mean, it's it's martial arts, but there's like a specific scene when they're in the penthouse. It might have even been shot in like the same soundstage because it's like marble it's very much like when neo and trinity are at the end and they have similar outfits too like the trench the strap on weapons like it it just looked very similar so i was like oh cool like um also it's funny too that this movie the director was approached to do uh the second one but he turned it down and guillermo del toro did the second one which is why i feel like i've seen the second one once but i want to watch it again because he's a sick director I didn't realize he did the second one. Yeah, Yeah, which is really cool. So I kind of want to see that. And another interesting tidbit about the director, too, is that in 2008, he was attached to direct the Crow reboot. Oh, God. And yeah, and he, um, he, I guess it didn't, you know, didn't work out and he ended up doing something else. But speaking of the Crow reboot, there's (laughs) there's some new info about this like fabled movie that we've heard about and not heard about it's almost like the guns and roses album that we thought we never were gonna get um chinese democracy that like came out (laughs) eventually but it was really weird so bill sarsgaard is apparently playing eric draven which i'm not mad at but i and fka twigs is playing the um fiance like the one who dies and i believe danny houston is in there i don't know who he's playing he's probably playing top dollar i can't imagine who else he would play But, I mean, as we all know, I'm, like, a crazy purist. I don't care about the ones that come after the 1994 one because Mm -hmm. that one is just, like, sac... I mean, it's just sacrilege to even really make remake that. It's Brandon Lee. Like, how disrespectful are you? Like, no. (laughs) I felt almost the same way about Joker, but I didn't feel it that much because it had already been done by Nicholson, like, mm-hmm. after Ledger did it, it's not like he was the first one who did it, and it should stay that way. It was like, it already been a character that was, you know, done before. But The Crow, especially the fact that, like, Brandon Lee died on set, I feel like that story just should have ended there. Yeah. I feel like just the whole, the what they did with the other ones, I mean, I know about the premises, and I'm just like, no one saw these. Like, why would you make Eddie Furlong, I think, was in, like, the fourth one, or, like, the third one? Mm-hmm. And then Jason Momoa was supposed to play Eric Draven. I was like, no, no, why? That uh, would have been not, no. Like, can we just re, <laughs> can, yeah, just re release the 1994 version back in the theater? Like, I'm there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm there to watch that one in the theater again. But yeah, so apparently that's coming out. So I don't know who's directing it though, but apparently it's done. Apparently it's, we heard this week that it was wrapped. And I was like, what? Yeah. I didn't even know it was being made, so I'm looking for the trailer. I'm not going to hate on it yet, but if it's... I mean, Bill Sarsgaard's really good. If they do something good, but don't remake, like, scenes. Like, don't reshoot the same type of scenes or, like, the same script. Like, please don't. I beg of you, Hollywood. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. So, yeah, that's kind of all I have for first impressions. Um, Yeah, I love this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. Okay, let's get into behind the scenes. Now, I just have some stats before you get into, like, your stuff. I have that. IMDb gives us a 7.1 out of 10, which I find, uh, I guess. It should have been better, but yes. 
Yeah, IMDb's an old scoring system, so I'll give them. I'll give them that. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-seven percent. Get out. Yeah, I was like, really? That's low. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> that that's too low. Audience score seventy-eight. Still, I think it should be in the eighties, but I'll take a seventy-eight. Budget was forty-five million. That's a lot. That is a lot for ninety-eight. I feel like that's a lot. But they this... spent all they uh they spent all that money on the fake blood and fake trains. Blood yeah. is expensive. Uh, as I've heard from Hollywood people, <laughs> blood is actually very expensive to make and yeah. use in films. Um, also the CGI in '98 too, because they have like his hand, and then they have those weird like flying skeletons. Like oh, those were so cool, so weird, and so all that stuff is like new in yeah. in the '90s. So that I'm yeah. sure that costs a lot of money, and um, yeah, the box office was 131 million, so they made. A good amount. This did really well. I remember when this came out, it was like a big deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, as, as soon as the trailers came out, like you said, I mean, it was just like, I want to go see this movie. Yeah, it and had like the music. Everybody flocked to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the soundtrack was amazing. So cool. All right. I'm I'm ready. I got my uh, green tea, passion fruit <laughs> green tea. I'm ready to hear about this behind the scenes. So... As I always say, these are production. These production notes are in no particular order, <laughs> but um, here we go. Um, here we go. Shit, I need to do this soundboard. Yes, we need to so. like. I need to. We need to like have a meeting before. Uh, now, now the production's getting high here on the podcast. <laughs> I need to like come like literally be like. All right, we need to do a meeting like. 30 minutes before and be like so what kind of weird shit should i clip like i would have done the joker like here we yeah. go like but see i didn't know ahead of time <laughs> i would have gotten we, that one we moved on up like george and we <laughs> yeah right i'm gonna write this down soundboard so, so wesley mr snipes was actually interested in bringing the black panther to the screen back then um, I saw he, that. Yeah, he knew nothing of Blade, but he liked everything Black Panther uh, stood for, and was you know he related to it a lot better than um, than Blade. That would have been dope, I have to say. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, if back in the day he did Black Panther, that would, I can totally see that. That would have been cool. Um, when writing Blade, Goyer had always had Wesley in mind, but if by chance um, he said no. LL Cool J was going to be the next on the list to be in the running. Girl, no. Yeah, I know. No, I, mean, I love LL, but no. Did we not see that shark movie that he was in? <laughs> Wasn't he an Anaconda? No. Um, he was. Oh, that was Ice. T no, that was Ice T. Who was an Anaconda? No, Anaconda. That was um Angelina Jolie's father. John Voight. No, but wasn't there someone like it was? It was. Oh God, damn it. I I don't know. It's um, Jennifer Lopez, John Voight. Fuck. Ice Cube. That's oh, what it was. I knew Cube. it was a rapper. Yeah, I was That's like, right. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, the character of Karen was originally going to be um, cast uh, a white woman, but Wesley encouraged the writer and director to cast a black actress. Hell yeah, as he should. She was yep. dope and so pretty. I was like, God, I'm so jealous. She's like so pretty. So in the scene um, where the character of, oh shit, what's his name? Not Quinn. Quinn is the long-haired guy. Yeah, Quinn um, is Donal Logue. But the one with the glasses, um, Karen's ex and co-worker. Curtis. Curtis, thank you. Um, <laughs> Who turned British after he got bit. <laughs> I was like, what's his accent? I was like, what is this? you caught that too. Yeah, I wrote that down. I think I wrote like, wait, what did I write? I think I wrote Curtis is back with a British accent? Question mark. <laughs> but you're British and stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, after he attacks Karen in the hospital and yells very loudly, um, it turns out that he actually fell face first onto the hardwood floor. I guess when they first shot and completely dislodged his jaw. Oh, that no, that was Donal Logue. That wasn't Curtis. Oh, that wasn't? Yeah, because I think I also read that he was in his makeup with all that burn shit and he had to go to like a real hospital. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, oh. because the other guy didn't have that. He did later. <laughs> he did that later on, but yeah, he, but yeah, it was Don Alo. Yeah, it was Quinn. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, me- medics had to be actually called and taken to a real hospital since they were filming in like an abandoned one. Yeah, that's so wild. Oh, I totally mixed them up. Never mind. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> when uh, when Karen first meets Whistler, um, Chris Christopherson's character. Blade can be seen holding a map of New Orleans, so I'm guessing they're in New Orleans, but it doesn't look like New it's Orleans. LA. I mean, it looks like LA, yeah, right? Yeah, it is LA, but they didn't say where it was. Okay, so yeah, I, I don't know, but that was one of the guesses, I guess. There's also a Whistler and Buffy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like this, since it's vampires, I need to. Did we just miss the Blade connection, or did we just? Do is there like an article out there where Joss Whedon talks about Blade? Because I feel like there's so many similarities. Yeah, yeah because I'm like that's coincidence. Um, but uh, having the map in his hands um, just connects uh, connects it more to the comic books. Uh, many stories in the Blade series occur in New Orleans, mm. um, but again, it it's L.A. I guess so. I don't know, but. Originally, Stanley had a cameo that was ultimately cut from the film, which I was. I know. Uh, I know. Sad. I would have loved to seen him as a vampire in the club. I know that would have been cool. Just looking, you know, just looking upon everybody. <laughs> so funny. Um, he played one of the cops that came into the blood. Uh, he was supposed to play one of the cops that came into the blood club during the aftermath and oh. discovered his body on fire. Um, Jet Li was offered the part of Deacon Frost. But opted out to do Lethal Weapon Four. Cool. Um, the success of this film, especially since it followed Batman and Robin, is considered the beginning of the rise of the superhero genre to become dominant in the mainstream film. That's so, so this cool. Is like, yeah, this was this was a, a stepping stone. It's yeah. funny because people always think of the Spider-Man, like the Toby mm-hmm. one, as like the first one because that was like 01, I think. Yeah. And people always think of that. But this is, a- yeah, it's funny that like this is actually the mm-hmm. like original Marvel, like when they started like making them into big movies. It's cool. And then, I mean, spoiler alert, but like, I mean, I'm sure people have seen this or not seen it, but. um, No, skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to know. <laughs> right. What is it? The Vampire Morbius, which just came out, um, Jared Leto Leto plays him, um, was used (laughs) as the main villain um, in the sequel because he was was technically the vampire at the end of the movie that Blade sees in In Russia. Russia. In Russia. Wait, is he in Russia in the Morbius movie? No, but he's from Russia in the comics. Oh, but does Jared Leto have an accent? No. Oh, okay. No, he just he's Jared Leto. Okay. I still have to <laughs> um, see it just because I'm curious. Yeah. But the idea was dropped due to the fact that the character rights belong to the Spider-Man universe. And they still do by your lovely Sony people. Oh, God. <laughs> but they somehow have Spider-Man is in the Avengers. Like, explain yeah. it. I, but I, X-Men I mean, can't cross over. Like, shut I mean, the fuck the up. I, come on, man. <laughs> but, Can we please yeah, get okay. Storm Reed to play Storm? You know Storm Reed? She plays Zendaya's younger sister in oh. Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's cool that her real name is Storm. I think she should play Storm. <laughs> she yes. should play Storm. Um, but, like, we were kind of talking off air, and, and I said in the beginning about the mar- martial arts, Wesley was a big fan of Hong Kong martial arts films and wanted the film to have that kind of, like, actual... Like action, it's throughout so the movie. cool so it's, too. It's, and kind of like what you said, it it's very like uh, Matrixy mm-hmm. because they have that in their movies as well. Um, the big, huge, fat vampire Pearl in the movie <laughs> uh, took four people to perform. Oh wow! Uh, one one at the head, one at each arm, and one operating the feet. I didn't realize he had feet. Yeah, I thought he was in like a tub, right? Like in Buffy <laughs> again. <laughs> When that right. fucking same demons in Buffy. <laughs> um, the interesting thing about um, Pearl and the darker side is he's surrounded by used blood bags and debris. But in the in the movie, but originally they wanted like the the movie people they wanted um, him to be seen with like dead children scattered around him. Uh. Um, because that's what he preyed on. 
Didn't he prey on the, that in, in Buffy? The... Huh? I gotta look this up for Buffy. Yeah, I know. There's because, so many like, girls. they're literally... Balthazar, that's his oh, name yeah. in um, Buffy. And I'm just like, I, as I'm reading all this, I'm like, those sick fucks. Like, mm -hmm. really, they wanted this all the way back in, like, 1998, and they wanted, like, kids to watch this movie, so to speak? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but also, speaking of Pearl, he was also, like, large in charge. Job of the hut. Yeah, very. Yeah. So a set had to be built around him. It was about, um, and he was about 700 pounds of latex skin. Ew, um, wow. And it had to be moved with a forklift. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I told you I had a lot, so I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm excited. Um, but the character of Deacon Frost is re-imaged as a more Generation X type of character for the movie. In his, in the comic, his counterpart was like an older German accented white haired gentleman. Um like that, the guy in the strain. Yep, that was uh <laughs> that was born in 1868. Oh um, wow. Blade himself is also younger, having been born in 1967 instead of 1929. Oh, in the comics he's older. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Um, and for all those like linguistic nerds out there, uh, a linguistics professor was hired to create the ancient vampire language used in the film. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was like Hungarian or Slavic or something, but it's actually like a mix of Russian and Czech. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was kind of cool because, uh, I mean, thank God for like subtitles, but I was like, what the fuck is that? It kind of sounds familiar, but yeah. I think the subtitle just said like speaking Slavic language. That's oh, just, did it? I, yeah, because I had the subtitles on and it was just like in parentheses, like speaking Slavic language. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Speaking of weird languages, side note, uh, House of the yeah. Dragon, side note, the guy who plays Damon with the white hair. Yeah. Uh, he's everywhere. Everybody loves him. And mm -hmm. um, he was on some late night talk show and he was speaking in whatever that language is that they that he speaks in the show. Oh, that's cool. I think he's learned how to like it might almost be like a pig Latin either that or he was just saying some lines and all these people in the audience were like ah, like swooning <laughs> it was really funny <laughs> to, be a, to be a linguistics professor is like amazing because you could just literally make up anything you want yeah you could like make up all these crazy languages like isn't elven an actual language like in the Tolkien elvish? books elvish yeah. Yeah. yeah isn't it it's like an actual language in, like the Tolkien oh, yeah. books yeah uh -huh. like people know it it's crazy oh, God, and Klingon yeah. And Klingon. Yeah, yeah, it's like a real um, I think, oh, doesn't Charles, um, he was studying it for a while back in, uh, back at McLean. Was it Klingon or was he studying the was, Lord of the Rings one? Klingon. Yeah, it was oh, Klingon. Oh, shit. We just outed um, Charles as being a Trekkie. <laughs> I don't think he, I, mean, I don't think he actually is though, because he doesn't I talk. I don't think so, but I, <laughs> I sincerely remember that. I, I'm going to have to ask. We'll him have to him. confirm yeah. if it's oh, not yeah. true. He's going to make me like go back and edit this episode. <laughs> take, no, no. Take I, I, totally, I totally remember that he was doing it for a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, All right. I'll have to ask yeah. him. Um, our amazing uh, Skeet Ulrich was interested in playing Deacon. Oh. And Mark Wahlberg was also considered for for Frost. Really? Mark Wahlberg? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Skeet, um, yeah, because he just played Billy yeah, and Scream, so I can see him like licking more blood off of something else. So I, could, I could totally see that. <laughs> but I like I like Stephen Dorff though. Yeah. Um, the first cut of the the film, which was 140 minutes long, had a horrible, horrible test screening with audiences. Oh no! And like heavy edits and reshoots were. Uh, were implemented, which delayed the release date more than half a year. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. um, the most significant change was the um, addition of the final sword fight between Blade and Deacon. Actually almost didn't make it into the movie. Why? Uh, that is unexplained. Yeah, that that's was, like a big I'm one. Not really sure. Um, in the comics, Blade Mother was a prostitute named Tara. And was killed by Deacon, so he, uh, she never became a vampire. Oh. Um, the body count of this movie is 88 people. What? 88? Yeah. Shit. That's like John <laughs> Wick territory. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but those are all my all my uh, production notes. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, I know it was a lot, but 
as soon as I found out that there was a lot, I got really giddy. No, that's <laughs> because, cool. Like, because like sometimes like ever since you know you got me on this this kick of of uh movie reviews and TV reviews, it's like I get really sad when I don't see. <clears throat> Excuse me, when I don't see a lot of production notes. I know, especially the older ones. Sometimes yeah, they don't have a like, lot. But I want to talk more about... <laughs> yeah, know? the movie, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so did you have any... No, I don't think I have anything else to add. The only thing I also have to say is that I also find this similar to Underworld. Uh, but Underworld is a little bit different. But I also want to watch that again because it's been like... I mean, I think I watched the first one, like, when it came out. It's been so long. Oh, my God. What is her name again? Kate Beckinsale. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But aren't they supposed to have a third? They were supposed to make another, like, a recent one. Yeah. There's just two, they, right? They have... no, oh, no, there's four. But is she? she's not in all of them, though. Or is uh, she? Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know why I thought they were like, oh, shit, I'm just now seeing that they're, like, five. Three, four... Oh, Five. I'm behind. Yeah, right. I'm super behind. I definitely thought there was like she was in like two, and then I thought the other ones were like, like someone else or something. Oh no, there's there's six. There's okay, so there's Underworld. There's Underworld Evolution. There's Rise of the Lichens, Endless War. That's a short film. Oh, it's like three. Yeah, um, animation. Awakening and then Blood Wars from 2016. Yeah, what the fuck? I didn't know about 2016. Like, I didn't know there was a, there was an Underworld movie that movie that came out that recently. Yeah, I didn't either. So I'm gonna have to. Wow, look. on Wikipedia, there's a whole section about canceled projects, and it was like, um, there was supposed to be a Blade crossover, but that was, and apparently it was declined after Marvel regained the film rights and they were going to put it in like the MCU so they couldn't do it. And then also there was supposed to be a Resident Evil crossover, but interesting. But they never got, they never got made. Yeah. I'm just looking it up. Underworld 6 um, was going to introduce a new actress. Oh. And then it was supposed to come out in January of this year. Um, wow. But but yeah, it didn't get made. Didn't get made. Crazy. Yeah. All yeah. right. So you're done with production. So let's move yeah. on to fashion. Sonia Milkovic Hayes is the fashion. I I mean, <laughs> this is some of my favorite fashion. Yeah. I have to say. Um. Okay. So let's just talk about this bloodbath rave shit. I love this late '90s era where we got like this y2k raver techno goth like all together mm -hmm. it reminds me of an orgy video orgy the band you know the yes. band orgy yeah. this whole movie reminds me of like the stitches video Very. if anyone out there has not seen that video it's like the most y2k thing you've ever seen it's like 99 it's everything's like the lead singer is like super hot and androgynous and has like silver eyeshadow on yeah. and like tight silver pants and looks all like millennial, like, like right turn of the millennium, not millennial as in like yeah. the age group, but like, you know, turn of the century, like where everything was silver and like spacey and weird. So yeah. this totally reminds me that whole thing reminded me of that, especially Mercury. Who's the girl who's in all white. Yeah. She totally reminded me of that. That was like super cool. And just like, let's talk about blades outfit. In general, like the one that where he has the the like vest, like the bulletproof vest with like yeah. the buckles, like the snaps or whatever, like those kind of uh, what do you call it? Not it's like a harness kind of, but yeah. with the leather jacket, with those pants that are not leather pants, they're like a they're like a windbreaker pant because they're pretty like mobile, like they're not like tight like leather pants because he can like kick his legs and stuff. But yeah, it's just very Matrix, very like Shaft. It's really Shaft, really. Yeah. Like it's a new Shaft. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it looks so fucking cool. All the leather coats. Like I love that everyone has on black and silver and white. Like those are, there's no color really in this, yeah, which no. I think is really cool. Uh, Karen has like that dope like black tank top. She has like leather pants, I think. Yeah, and like a leather jacket. It's super cool. I also love the way it looks when they 
kill that that old vampire, that like oldie guy who's like head of the council, and then they put on those like motorcycle helmets. Uh huh. It looks very like nope. <laughs> like like when we saw nope, remember and they had that that guy has that really cool like mirrored um like motorcycle helmet but it was cool yeah. when they like put it down and they just looked really really cool like standing there in that mm-hmm. um and then mercury at the end where she has this really cool like white fuzzy coat it was it a fur coat i, I know it had a fur collar it could have been uh, fur yeah. all the way but i know it had like the fur collar and it was like a white dress and then she had these like platforms with this like black sole i think yeah. it looked so fucking cool and also the two uh, I think they're Japanese. The two girls in that like Asian club. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Their name is like Bangwa Cherry, and they only did that one song, which you hear in it called Chin Chin. But they um they look so cool. They're in that schoolgirl outfits. Mm-hmm. They're in like the the ones that like Tattoo did. It kind of yeah. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of Go Go from Kill Bill too. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Those are those are my fashion notes. I basically I have the same the same ones. I mean, for me, this section was is like I said, it's a it should it's a bit short, but I mean the just the pure simplicity of like all the black gothic wear. Yeah. Um, but simplicity as in like just really 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 fucking cool. Um, that's the beauty, simplicity. God damn it! I need so <laughs> many fucking oh sound God, bites. <laughs> it's just like, I'm gonna need to just like clip tons of different movie like quotes and just really quick things that i can just pull up like this is it's gonna take me a while like i'm I'm gonna have to like as i think of them i'm gonna have to make a voice note in my phone like randy 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 saying simplicity and then like billy saying we all go a little mad sometimes like it's gonna be like so many from scream it's a scream yeah (laughs) motives are incidental (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god i'm sorry everyone this is like a little off the rails this has been like no, a I, wild I, few I weeks <laughs> but yeah i mean that's i mean i don't really have i have exactly what you have yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of that's kind, yeah like you just said that is the best part about this movie yeah. is that it's not like clueless we don't have like a hundred outfit changes no. that's not really like what this movie's about but um yeah it is really fucking cool it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a fashion like forward type movie or it is it is i mean it it, it's like very visual yeah it has like its moments it feels very like prada like what like it feels very much like i didn't do like i need i guess i should have done some research on like the actual fashion because i feel like what deacon wears is probably like a prada because he has on a lot of like button down suits and like shirts and they seem very like crisp and tailored i'm sure it's some designer i'm sure it's something like prada would make stuff like that side note of deacon by toward the end when um when he has like his shirt open and he's like oh, looking god. The sky with blood. Oh god. He has like the darkest nipples that I've ever <laughs> seen on a white guy. Oh my god, really? Yeah. I don't think I noticed that. You have to go back. I was like, I had to do a triple take, like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> oh shit. I bet is it like shadow? Is it not the shadow? No, I don't I don't know. They're almost like black and I'm like, okay. okay that's weird he's still hot though he's so fucking hot i love me some steven dorf oh yeah i'm kind of bummed that he didn't get like more popular but actually kind of like it because i think the bigger you get in hollywood the more it like ruins you so i feel like maybe maybe it's better that he's just done like really cool shit and he's not like this massive huge celebrity i'm looking at a picture okay this isn't the one where he's this is one where he's like in his like apartment or like in his like room that has the computer in it but you just yeah. can't even see his nipples at all i just see his chest hair but this is probably a different lighting setup than when he's in that big like what do you call it like uh like ritual room play what temple that's like a different lighting situation because this is like really really bright lighting that's funny i have to go back and watch it <laughs> Oh, side side note, random, but I'm on this website. Or uh, actually, no, I'm on Wikipedia, and the um, uh, the underworld uh movies that we were talking about is uh since 2017, um, a TV series officially entered development. Oh, really? Yeah. 
but oh wow nothing has been really done about it but it's it is in development anyway so many things so many (laughs) things changed too because of covid like i think a lot of things were in development but then i think if it wasn't already done while you could put it out during covid and like Mm -hmm. people could watch it the guidelines for filming during covid were so strict that like it had to be something I think that they knew they were going to make money on so they could yeah. justify having like a whole like cuz they had like a covid team like movies and tv shows had like teams to make sure everyone was like on oh, yeah. protocol which is like a whole expense that you don't expect to pay if you're mm-hmm. you know if you're just going to do it like the way you're going to do it so yeah i can imagine like underworld is such a like it's kind of like an underground series. It's not like Resident Evil. It's not like something that a lot of people know. Like it was big, but it wasn't big. It wasn't right. like huge. So I could see why they're like teetering on it. It could be on like if it was on like HBO, it'd be cool. Oh, fuck. if it wasn't like censored or on like Netflix or something like that, mm-hmm. and that'd be really cool. But not on like fucking CW or some shit. Like that would no. that would be super. <laughs> no. That'd be super lame. Uh, I feel like um, nowadays, like, if anything goes to CW, it's like they're digging a grave eventually because the CW has gone so downhill since, I don't know, last couple of years. I honestly, like, as much as I, like, have so much slander for Riverdale, I would have so enjoyed it if that shit was on, like, HBO. If that was, oh, like, yeah. a Euphoria type shit. Because you can see how they, like, push the boundary like you can see how they like try to go like a little bit more with the sex, a little bit more with the violence, but they can't go all the way because they're literally on like network TV. I'm like, just give them euphoria. Just give them no fucking censors and let these people do like whatever. But it's on a comic, I guess. They can't make it too crazy because it is based on like a comic book. You know, it's not like a free for all, but mm-hmm. it should be. <laughs> it totally should be. Cool. All right, let's talk about music. Um, I mean, let's just talk about this blood rave, quite honestly. Right. I mean, the only, the only music note I really have. I mean, and I, I'm embarrassed to say it, but um, the only one I have is that Orgy, the band that you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they were actually supposed to be on the soundtrack. Oh, but they should they, be. Um, they had prior. "Quote unquote prior engagements." Where are they now? Orgy. I don't. I have to search orgy band. Do not send <laughs> me anything. Uh, you have to be specific. <laughs> orgy band nineties. I'm googling this as we. Uh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Where are they? Industrial. I forgot. Industrial was like a big thing. Industrial rock, like uh, nine. In- well, that. Yeah, nine inch nails, like all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I guess they kind of like sort of came, tried to come back. Uh, it says, yeah, this says they have a new lineup it's from 2010 till now. So they actually have a new lineup. It's still Jay Gordon, who's the lead singer. He's like He's the founding so member. Yeah, he totally was like super hot. I mean, I, I can't really see him now, but he, yeah, it was super cool. I liked both of those albums, Candy Ass and Vapor Transmission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, those, I did. oh, God, yeah, they, yeah, were, they were good. I think. Um, no, no, no. Huh? I was gonna say I think that they have a song on Queen of the Damned. They do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was gonna say. Cool. Um, what do you have? Okay, I have the New Order song "Confusion," which is the pump panel recon mix, which is the song during the Blood Rave, mm-hmm. which is so fucking cool. I have the Bangwa Cherry song, which is like the two Asian girls in that club. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And then there's a really cool song by DJ Crush that's at Deacon's like penthouse when he's having that party. I fucking love that penthouse. So oh bad. my! Can we just talk about like all of Deacon's interiors? That yes. fucking bed that like lit like a coffin, oh but it like lifts yeah. up. Like oh my god, with the red sheets. Um, and then the soundtrack came out August twenty fifth of ninety eight, and it basically is like instrumentals and music inspired by. So it's none of it is like all of it's not in the movie, which is kind of annoying. But it's cool that they have like a selection of tunes. That are inspired by it. But yeah, not everything's in the movie. Totally. Cool. All right. Do you have anything else for music? I was going to say, just like everything else in movies, it's like the, the um, sound. That's why you buy the soundtrack because it's not in the movie. I don't know. It's 
I know <laughs> I have crazy. so many problems. Like Empire Records is another one that has like every yeah. song that you love in that movie is not on the soundtrack. That, yeah. It's so annoying. Or the reverse. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very strange. But yeah, no, I don't have anything else. Cool. All right. Favorite season lines. Let's go. Let's talk about this meatpacking uh, district <laughs> slash club scene. Have you ever been to a club that's had a secret entrance? No. Have you? Yes, I have. Ooh. And in California? No, in New York. Uh, oh. Actually, yes, I have in California, too. It was a speakeasy. Yes. Oh, nice. So twice. And also, I was in a deli um, over <laughs> here on Florida Avenue. No shit. Called Capo Deli. Shouting them out. Not getting an ad, but shouting them out. Their meatball sandwich was all right. It wasn't great. So yeah. but I, I was waiting to get my sandwich. And then they have like one of those freezers, right? And yeah. then I, this guy came in and then like, he looked like he worked there. He was going to like work there later. And he opened the freezer and there were totally seats back there. And I was like, oh fuck, it's a speakeasy. Cause I could see in the back that there was like a bar. And I was like, that's weird. Why would they have a bar that looks like that on the back? And then when he opened this freezer door, I could see like a booth and I was like, oh shit, it's a speakeasy in here. So I don't know yeah. if I just blew up their spot, but apparently there's, there's a speakeasy <laughs> back there. Um, in DC. I love speakeasies. Yeah, it's oh. cool. And it was the same way this one was, where it was like behind a freezer door, like one of those walk-in freezer doors. That's that's what it was like. So if you see those, I, that's awesome. I love that. There's a candy store here that's a bar, like it's like a it's like a candy store. I think it's in like Dupont Circle. It's a candy store, and then there's like one of the walls in the back, like you push it, and it like you go in and you go downstairs. Hmm. Yeah, and it's like that's a it's cool. like a bar. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, nice. So yeah, let's talk about this club scene. What'd you think? Uh, I, I fucking love it. It's almost like, I was going to say, it's almost like a fashion note on its own, too, because it just makes everybody, I mean, everybody bloody and just like you see all the fangs and you see everyone's eyes a little bit better. Yeah. And it's just beautifully horrific. It is. That's a, such you a know, great description. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautifully horrific. And then by the end, that's why that's why I was saying like he can't be the only human in there because everyone scatters at the end at the sight of Blade because they're like, oh my god, it's him, Daywalker, blah blah blah. No, Wee, everybody. And then all of a sudden, like the human guy is like in the middle of the thing, like on his knees, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah and he i think they all like i think tracy lords who's like the girl who brings him there yeah like i think he turns and sees her and they're all like ah <laughs> they like have their fangs out and I was what like, did he what did he say in the beginning in the card that's my 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 so, heat seeking missile yeah that's i was gonna say something about his member something that was like yeah. weird yeah <laughs> and then she like grabs it yeah oh really oh really i was like oh god here we go I was like, this right. is, I, I mean, forgot about that part. You can't take the porn star out of the girl. That's and... right. Underage. <laughs> she did underage shit for a while until oh, they busted. Yeah, until they busted, like, this company that was letting her do this. And then she became, mm-hmm. like, a full-fledged, like, regular movie actor, which is kind of nice. But I love, um, one of, I mean, after after that, like, I love the scene where, like, we're first introduced to Blade in the hospital. Oh, I like the scene when you're first introduced to him at the blood rave, (laughs) like where you see just the bottom of him and then you like slowly scan up. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. let's circle back again to the to the club scene, because I love that the one chick where she's like talking a big game and she's like, I'm going to cut off your fucking head. All of a sudden he just like shoots her in the head. I know. Hey, well, that happened. <laughs> he takes out so many people, like so fast, too. So many. It's wild. Yeah, the hospital. What, uh, what? Oh, yeah, back to the hospital again. Sorry. Where, like, he, the policeman, like, shoots a gun at, I guess, a vampire, and Blade's like, motherfucker, are you out of your goddamn mind? That was, like, Shaft. <laughs> It was, that was Shaft it was, slash, like, Nick Fury. That's totally what that was. Very. That's what it felt like. Are you at, or very, like, Quentin Tarantino, Sam Jackson yeah. in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? Why are you shooting me? <laughs> and then he just goes and charges. Feels like Jackie Brown. Feels like you're, like, watching Jackie Brown or something. Oh or, like, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's so funny. 
Oh my uh, god, what was it? My my neighbor was talking about Pulp Fiction, and she was like, she was like, oh yeah, my mother swears that like that's the best movie in the world, and I was like, really? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's good. I don't know what yeah. I would say is the best movie in the world. Like, I don't have one. It's no. it's not one. I have yeah. favorites, but I wouldn't call them, like, the best movies in the world. Yeah. No, and I think my favorite Tarantino movie is probably Death Proof. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I do. Oh, I need to watch Kill Bill Volume 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Still have to watch it. Um. <laughs> Okay, I have to say, going on to the hospital, yeah. my other favorite, not favorite scene, but I didn't know if it was going to make me jump, but every time they pull that fucking charred corpse out of that body bag and he, like, wakes yeah. up, I, like, freak out. And his eyes are all, like, blue and, like, clear that he can see them. And he's just fine, but he's just burnt to a fucking so, crisp. It, it, <sighs> yeah, it's so crazy because, like, he's on the slab, on the table, and he's, like, he's barely a body, right? Mm-hmm sudden you see him get up and he's like fully formed he regenerates almost. yeah that fast and i'm just like really mm-hmm. <laughs> you in trouble girl <laughs> you in danger girl <laughs> and i love how like the guy dies curtis yeah dies well not really but you think he does and then yeah. <laughs> yeah he's still trying to get back with her even when you see him later in the movie two hours later he's still like karen why can't we get back together i was like now <laughs> yeah i was like now bitch really like what the fuck um i also wrote there's always a vampire council why is there always a vampire council <laughs> Why is there, like, a fucking government like we have? Why is there, like, a Senate? Why why are there these, like, oldies who are, like, trying to, like, <laughs> like control this demon population? I'm like, what the fuck? We need that council to get in the TV show with Giles' council. <laughs> yeah, like that Watcher's Council. Watcher's right. Council, Vampire Council. I was like, oh, it's all politics. So much right. politics in this. It's just crazy. <laughs> I, I really like too that Deacon is like, um, if Deacon also reminds me a lot of Spike. This is a very heavy Buffy uh, comparison. I'm sorry because it just is, but Deacon reminds me very much of Spike. Like he's a rebel. Like he doesn't want to like listen to rules, and he kind of just like wants to do his own thing and like gather his own yeah. people and have his own crew and like not be kind of bogged down with all this bullshit. <laughs> which I which I really like. I think he's he's so fucking hot. God. <laughs> he's another like they made the villains too hot in the 90s like Very. mark Wahlberg and fear this <laughs> like we just didn't have a chance <laughs> we really didn't no. i think i don't know what i'm going to name the episode but one of the quotes that i pointed out early was keep your eyes open they're everywhere oh yeah <laughs> I, I like that i thought that was really cool also like uh my another favorite scene is like the pearl scene oh yeah like blade and karen come in and he's like you know i mean literally pearl is like i said huge as fuck and he's like in front of a computer and he just looks like a complete like waste of space well not waste space well no no all he killed children fuck that guy (laughs) fuck that demon But Blade comes in and he's like, we're going to play a little game of 20 questions. Depending on how you answer, you may walk out of here with cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the computer and he's like, what's that? And Pearl's like, oh, that? Oh, it's nothing. It's actually, it's routine research. Actually, it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and funny. then like Blade snaps his fingers. Karen shines the UV lamp on Pearl, ser- uh, like searing his flesh. Pearl is like screaming, like that scream is just like oh, her wedding. I know. And it's like such like eh, you know, very like kid like. Awful. It's like high pitched, um, yeah. And then like Karen shuts it off and Blade's like, that must have hurt. And Pearl's like, it's a fragment, a piece of the prophecy. And he's like, What prophecy? He's like, I'm really not sure. There's so many out there. <laughs> oh my god. I always think of a prophecy. I know, I mean, like, obviously, he was put there for comedic value, right? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, he needs to have like some common economy, com- comedy, like him and um, Quinn. Yeah, Quinn was like the comic relief. Oh, yeah. Apparently, most of his dialogue was like ad libbed. He was supposed oh, yeah. to die a lot sooner. Yeah, 
like a spike (laughs) and they liked what he was doing and he kind of like ad-libbed a lot of his stuff i'm gonna be a god i'm gonna be a naughty god (laughs) yeah (laughs) hold out your arm quinn and he's like why man they're they're like all better he's like hold out your arm now (laughs) and then he like almost like cuts his hands off and then he was like just kidding (laughs) he's like he's fucking with me man he's fucking with me it's so funny I like I that. I told these bitches about you, man. God, I, oh my he god. Like, kind of reminds me of the Big Lebowski, too. Oh, yeah, he does. He totally does. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Another. Then, what, what, other, what others do you have? When the fucking cop is like a groupie and he shows up in her apartment. Like, Karen oh, goes yeah. home, Blade's like, okay, you gotta go, like, you know, I, I help save you, like, obviously Blade saves Karen from getting bitten, and, like, they do the serum where, like, you know, you won't turn, and then she goes home, and these, like, weird, like, two vampires are, like, following her, or she thinks they are, like, in the elevator, that's, like, that guy yeah. and that girl, so she, like, mm-hmm. goes in her apartment, and this cop is there, and he's like, hey, like, what's going on, your co-worker said you got kidnapped from the hospital last night, and then she's like, no, and then... And then she's like, uh, he's like, I thought we thought you died. Well, you were to wish you were. And then like pulls out this gun and then Blade is like in the apartment. Like he's yeah. already there. And she's like, you used me as bait. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, I kind of had to. And then you kind of find out that like this is a human who is very much like the Buffy episode when they um, when those guys are like Lily Remember they were in yeah. that club and they all wanted to be vampires and they do all these things to be loyal to hope that they'll get turned. It was I, Joss Whedon. I'm on to you. You stole this shit from Marvel. I mean, we all love Buffy, but I'm seeing a lot now. I'm seeing like so many different storylines that that came from this. But um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And then even like throughout all that, the cop ends up showing up at deacon's um apartment and let's talk about this fucking penthouse let's have a real estate moment real quick what the fuck it's so cool it's a glass and he has that pool outside that has the rubber duckies floating in it (laughs) yeah yeah it's like an og infinity pool yeah oh my god his room i love that all of his rooms are like bright white and he's like so pale very and he has like those clear blue eyes and he's like first in the white room he has like a super old apple laptop like a super old one (laughs) with like a rainbow mac uh apple mac thing like symbol Mm -hmm. on it and he's looking up trying to like transfer and like decipher this like text or whatever for this big ritual and then the next one you see is his bedroom and he's like sitting by the computer again and then you see this like like silver block it's like a silver and it has like these two circles on it and then it like the half of the top half lifts up and it's like a total bed then this girl like comes out and she's like hey babe and he has these like red sheets i was like this is a fucking coffin yeah like where it just lowers down it's like it's like um glamping for coffins <laughs> yeah it totally is <laughs> i also want to know how do vampires get so much money they're always like rich like yeah. always. always they probably just kill people who have these like really nice places Basically. yeah and yeah. just take them over because i want to be a vampire i'm sorry <laughs> it's like the best i mean granted there are a lot of things like you mentioned there are a lot of things that can kill you but still you're like That's super great. hot you get to like live during the night sleep during the day what's what could be wrong with that <laughs> nothing else could kill you you could do like as many drugs or drink if you want you True. know you're fine you just have to stay away from like the slayer or blade, <laughs> or blade, or blade. <laughs> yeah, bullets, or yeah, it. that's true. Or <laughs> I love how they didn't use crosses. I read a note too that the the like production team or like the writer and the director said like we didn't want to use crosses because what if the what if they were Jewish? <laughs> what if the vampires were Jewish? That wouldn't mean anything to them. So it's like that's cool. <laughs> so they were that's like, we're not going to use the crosses. Another quote uh, here I like is, uh, "Tell them it's open season on all suckheads." Oh yeah, that was another good one that I liked. Um, also, I love the fact that vampires own blood banks. They're very smart in this one yeah they're like you know like uh, what do you call it like entrepreneurs mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're in everything what's another one of yours oh that's it that's all oh I mean, yeah. shit okay yeah. i have a ton more the, Yo, go ahead. the yeah. combat fight in the laundry room 
when he like meets sees that little girl and they do this like insane kicking sequence oh, yeah, where he keeps huh. blocking her kicks like it's all of the martial arts i have to say he uh wesley Snipes did a lot of martial arts in demolition man uh too which is really cool but i love that he does so many of those stunts i think it's so oh, yeah. fucking cool i think it's just rad um i also like to when they uh take that old guy out and kill him by that beach and oh yeah yeah i think that's so fucking cool like it, it just looks really cool the way that the vampires disintegrated in this is is really interesting um and i liked the even though it was creepy and it kind of didn't make sense if you can make sense of it the um the skeletons that came out of that yeah i wrote that was weird that was weird and it was cool at the same time but it didn't make a lot of sense no, it didn't. I didn't get that. The whole ritual thing, I have to say that one of my, um, like, one of my main problems, I guess, is that the last, like, 20 minutes I didn't get. Yeah. I was kind of like, huh? Right. Like, this whole ritual wasn't explained that well, and I was just kind of like, okay <laughs> like right. i didn't really get it. i was kind of just going with it it's kind of like okay oh cool <laughs> um i like when you find out the mom was alive and and bitten by deacon i thought that yeah. was pretty cool i thought that was like a, a good twist yeah i just wrote this ritual is giving a cothola vibes from season two of buffy um and then i wrote this big ritual girl these flying skeletons what is going on <laughs> and then I said, Deacon turns into the crow, but not for long. You know, when he, like, gets sliced in half and then he, like, comes back together. It's just like the crow when he gets, like, shot in the in the hand and it, like, closes up. And he's like, ha ha. And then my last quote was, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> and apparently, apparently Wesley Snipes said that as a description of Deacon Frost. And they liked it so much that they put it in the movie. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's all I have. And then Curtis's British accent when he's in that pit, which I thought was really weird. Yeah, that was so weird. But yeah, that's that's all I have for Blade. I mean, it's such a good again. Like, I mean, revisiting it, I I loved watching it again, and just like Marvel movies, I mean we could go on and on about like the new versions of of the MCU but like the pros and cons of it but this this movie was such a great comic adaptation yeah it was cool and very 90s like you said and some of, some of the acting was like okay but you know even even like Chris Christopherson's character Whistler like even though he had like an early demise, like I loved, I loved him in it. Oh yeah, I liked him. I thought he was cool. And that was a mystery on itself. Like we didn't really know, right? We didn't know what killed him. No, it or... was it was like Deacon's all of Deacon's what? people. Deacon's... Yeah, they like bit him. Yeah, and, and then remember he he gave Deacon... him the oh, gun. He... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember they attacked the place, and that's when they took Karen. And they that's took right. her, and that's when, remember, because uh, Blade comes back and he sees him, he's like, no, we can treat the wounds, and he's like, give me that gun. And he's like, because he always said, like, if I start to turn, like, finish me off. And then yeah. Blade's like, well, I'm not going to do it. And you see Blade, like, walking away, and then you just hear the gunshot. But then, <laughs> shocker, oh. I don't think he's dead, because I think there's something going on in the second movie. Yeah. I'm not sure, but sorry if I ruined that, but it's been out for like 30 years, so <laughs> I mean, yeah. But um it's all, oh also I forgot to mention that this is on Hulu right now. Like all of them are on Hulu, which is cool. Yeah, which is cool. So yeah, I mean this has been super fun. As always, like, review, subscribe. Please only give us five stars. If you're not giving us five stars, don't bother, and you shouldn't even have gotten this far on the episode because you clearly hate us. And this was like a kind of a rigmarole. I don't, I was like all over the place. Like <laughs> there's just been so much going on. So this is gonna come out, and then we're also yeah we're gonna have fucking Marie Antoinette, which wasn't really spooky, and then we'll have back to our spooky. Um, stuff for the month. Back to our Huluween special. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, not Huluween. I know, but 
No, they actually do have a Hulu. Yeah, movie. they do. Yeah. No. Um, I guess I don't even know. We don't have an an idea for it, but I gotta download some sound buttons so that we can do some funny sound bites. Yeah. <laughs> because that's that'll be really cool. So <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Let's do that from now on because yeah, I'm gonna do it in the future. I'm gonna this is gonna heighten the production. Let's hope everybody out there likes it. We'll try not to be too annoying with it. Um, yeah. I don't want to like do it every five minutes, but I think it'll be funny. But until then, have a good fall season. Bye. Bye.